Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. At one point, two young, white, teenage men asked to take a picture with me. They're maybe like 16, 17. And then they said, our dad wants to meet you. And I turned around. Paul Ryan was walking towards me. Oh, okay. And he came over, just grabbed Ooh. my hand. And I'm just like, I'm shaking his head. I don't know what to do. And he said, can I uh, have a picture with you? And I said, no way, man. Uh, and I look over at his kids are still standing right there. And I feel very conflicted about sure, this at this sure. moment. Because it's not uh, their fault. It's not their fault, but at the same time, they should probably learn that if they like a movie or song, the person who made that probably doesn't like their dad that much. Um, wow. And Paul wow. Ryan, such a moderate that, you know, oh, more yeah. conservative Republicans call him a rhino yeah, these days. And he, yeah, he is... Uh, Wow, that is something. And the fact that everybody thinks that's that's okay is that is deeply troubling. So Paul Ryan standing there in the crowd goes, Ooh, 
So you ran into Voldemort. Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan? Are you kidding me? And then and I said, no, dude. And the crowd goes, yeah, because you wouldn't want to get your picture taken with that evil Nazi. Holy crap. He's like, you know, Joe Manchin is as a Democrat. Right. Senator from West Virginia. He's barely a Democrat at all. It's not even clear to me that he is one. Paul Ryan's the other... this is something you let, let this listen. is really let's simpl- troubling. Let's simplify it for those of you who haven't had your first d- d- cup of delicious addicted coffee yet. You must hate people you disagree with. If you see them, you must scream at them. If you run a, a, a business, you must not serve them. We must hate those we disagree with. There's an opinion piece in the USA Today. God dang it, how have we gone from we didn't even know what the politics of our neighbors were to we will not associate with somebody right? because of their politics? We will kick them out of our business. Now, granted, Sarah Sanders is not like a Republican voter. I'll grant you that. Sure. But like many uh, revolu- like many uh, political splits that turn violent, it starts with the big uh, unmistakable leaders of it. And moves down to the the common people hating each other. This piece by Glenn Reynolds in the USA Today I thought is really good about the uh, soft civil war that's already begun. And he cites the Sarah Sanders thing, getting booted out of a restaurant in Virginia. And and the aftermath of that has been uh, quite jazzy, as you might expect, Jack, with people uh, marching past the restaurant and shouting and trolling them with fake reservations and yelling out of their car and support uh, weighing in. And so they had to close the restaurant. Because I couldn't even do business because everybody's so fired up. But anyway, back to this. Uh, Glenn. Well, they brought that on themselves by doing something stupid. Right. Right. Um, this Glenn Reynolds piece, um, he, he references a, a, a Bloomberg opinion column called What Democratic Rage Would Look Like that said, I think we're at the beginning of a soft civil war. I don't know if the country gets out of it whole. And they talked about if Democrats lose the midterm or maybe if they don't, um, Liberals have a great deal of cultural, academic, and economic heft, stretching from Hollywood to Harvard. Uh, and they mentioned some Hollywood powerhouses saying they don't want to work for Fox because of Fox News. Um, there are endless variations on such a power play. If Democrats opt to use their power more aggressively, breaking rules, the soft civil war seems hardly seems unlikely. They mentioned Hollywood's basically turned its products and its award shows into showcases for the resistance. Americans are already sorting themselves into communities that are predominantly red or blue. And in heavily blue Washington, D.C., Trump staffers find that a lot of people don't want to date them because of their politics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then you got the Christian Nielsen thing. Christian Nielsen trying to grab some uh, Mexican food and protesters waving signs that say no human is illegal screeching at her so she couldn't eat her food. Um, this is something. I like this line. Will it get worse? Probably. To have a soft civil war, soft or otherwise, takes two sides. But as uh, tweeter Thomas H. Crown notes, it's childishly easy in these days to identify people in mobs and then to dispatch similar mobs to their homes and workplaces. Eventually, he notes, it becomes protesters all the way down. And if we haven't figured out yet that that can lead to political violence, we're dumb. We carefully erected civil peace to avoid this sort of devolution to a mob. It is a great civilizational achievement, and it is intensely fragile. I would agree completely. Marriage counselors, this is a really good piece. Marriage counselors say that when a couple view on one another, remember the one thing we learned that's fatal to a marriage? 
the one emotion that a marriage cannot endure is contempt. When a couple view one another with contempt, it's a top indicator that the relationship is likely to fail. Americans who used to know how to disagree with one another without being mutually contemptuous seem to be forgetting this. And the news media, which which promotes shrieking outrage in pursuit of ratings and page views, are making the problem worse. I would also throw in uh, Donald J. Trump is absolutely making the problem worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that goes, you know, I suppose we ought to say that. I was going to say it goes without saying, but... (laughs) And Maybe we should say it anyway. Um, yeah, he is no doubt exacerbated something that was already going that direction. Sure, he's but, a participant in it, as are plenty of people on the right. Uh, but it, yeah, it will continue after he's gone, is my guess. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's this is really troubling, and you know God, that whole Paul Ryan thing—that is incredible. Yeah, yeah, and the reaction of the crowd. Paul freaking Ryan, are you kidding me? He's so objectionable, you can't smile and take a picture with him. He's when the Speaker of the House of Representatives, he's a moderate Republican. When he's there with his kids. Right. That's that's ugly. You know what it is? You know, I use the term adolescent. It's, you know, you're so gung-ho about your thing, you got to signal it all the time, man. And, you know, it seems so like 19-year-old college freshman wearing a friggin' Che Guevara t-shirt. You know what it is, though, more than that? It's uncivilized to not be able to say, oh, look, there's one of our political opponents in the restaurant. Listen, listen to me. You gather up the wait staff and you say, I know some of you disagree with this person. We're running a restaurant here. We're doing our jobs. You're going to do your job to the best of your ability, no matter else who is here. Does anybody have any questions? Cool. Go do your jobs. That's the speech they get at, at Joe's restaurant. But I just I don't get it. I, I think Nancy Pelosi's a disingenuous liar who I disagree with on everything. But really? if I worked at a restaurant and she came in, I wouldn't even hesitate to be nice to her and say, what would you like to drink? Madam and then, Speaker, yeah. welcome to the restaurant. Well, I, I can't even imagine acting any other way. Because you're civilized. What's what's the, what's the, the, the sister word of civilized? Civilization. A civilization is a controlling of our our more brutal animal impulses and saying, no, listen, if we're all going to get along and not stab each other over dumb s, we're going to act civilized. What we're seeing here is devolution. We're devolving away from civilization. Well, that's Seth. And I blame the direct election of senators. That Seth Rogen clip really troubles me. Yeah, that's, that's something. Well, the, the the way he tells the story, so clearly by the tone of his voice, can you believe Paul Ryan thought I would take a picture with him? So it's right. he's he thinks everybody uh, agrees. That's just it would be insane for you to pose for a picture with Paul Ryan because he's the devil. And the crowd, ooh, he even asked for a. I mean, that's just all. Oh, that's troubling. Oh yeah, it is. Wow. Oof. Militarization of American politics. You must demonize your enemy. You must hate them. You must attack them. Even though your enemy is your neighbor who just sees the world a little differently than you, has different ideas about what government policy ought to go on. You need to hate them for that. We're a sick people. I tell you what. That Yeah, this is not going to go a good direction. I don't think these are, um, you know, uh, anomalies. And I don't think we've peaked. I don't think we're near no. it. These are not anomalies. They're indications of a trend, and we have not peaked. 
Well, uh, you know, we got a great email on this that I really loved and I wanted to share with you. We have an interview coming up in a moment or two. Uh, let me, uh, it's, it's a bitterly, ironically funny way to look at this. I'll hit you with it before Marshall gets to the news, I promise. But we're going to get a quick note from uh, Adam White of the Hoover Institution next about that big privacy ruling that came out at the end of last week. The cell phone data and the rest of it and what it means to us. They need a warrant to get your information, thank goodness. That was a 5-4 decision. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, I'm looking up. I just saw a uh, woman in the full-on beekeeper's outfit where they stare out the little slot. Yeah. Trying out a car. They, they So they have to drive their cars dressed like that? Well, if you are part of the most fundamentalist year 800 sect of Islam, yes. So a woman yes. can drive now, but you still have to cover your entire body except for your eyeballs. A sect of Islam that only made a comeback in the early 70s. So... Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, uh, listen, we're talking about the militarization of American politics as exemplified by the booting of Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her party out of a little restaurant in Virginia. The screeching at the secretary of Homeland Security um, as she tried to eat Mexican food. The uh, refusal to take pictures of your Seth Rogen. Your uh, there's another one, too. Uh, John Legend is tweeting uh, obscenity laced screeds at. Uh, Paul Ryan again for tweeting out a Father's Day video about how fatherhood changed him, how he 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 shouldn't dare do that while the children are being separated on the border, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the overall trend that you have to absolutely hate people you disagree with and have contempt for them, which is the one emotion that a relationship cannot survive. Well, um, the not serving Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I would never do that, and I would fire my employees if they refused to serve her, but... Um, she is, at least she's the face of Donald Trump and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, Paul, if, if you're not going to get your picture taken as an actor with Paul Ryan, then you just refuse to be involved with anybody who's not your politics. Right. Apparently. And yeah. the crowd thought that was perfectly okay. Right. That's weird. Well, cause he has contempt for Paul Ryan or believes that he's such a terrible person. The policies are so horrific, even though they're like, this is a center-right country. But we've been talking about these polls for long before Donald Trump came on the scene of how um, uh, you go back through the years. Back in the day, though, would you mind if your son or daughter married somebody of the opposite political party? Nobody cared. Right. Now everybody cares deeply. In fact, That's a major change in the way we structure society. 25, 30 years ago, people would have chuckled at the very question. What is it? I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea. That what difference does it make? It doesn't matter. Right, as long as they're happy together, as long as they treat each other well. And now, yeah, God, that's astonishing. Um, and the president, if you're not up on this, tweeted... Is about, Donald Trump. <laughs> ...about the Red Hen restaurant that booted out Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The Red Hen restaurant should focus more on cleaning its filthy canopies, doors, and windows. <laughs> wow. Badly needs a paint job. Oh, my God. Rather than refusing to serve a fine person like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I always had a rule, if a restaurant is dirty on the outside, it's dirty on the inside. So here the sitting POTUS, the most powerful man in the world, 
is implying, not implying, stating that this restaurant is dirty and you shouldn't eat there. Instead of going with some sort of healing, if we've reached the point where restaurants won't serve members of the opposite political philosophy, then we've got a real problem. Something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, here's my question. You know what my question is? Whatever happened to the high road? So, a couple of emails. I don't think it crosses his mind. (laughs) I don't think the... Uh, how could I take advantage of this and do some healing? Doesn't cross his mind. So a couple of emails showing you a variety of responses. I hope President Trump turns his IRS on the owners of these lefty restaurants the way Obama turned his IRS on the Tea Party. Well, uh, as, as we pointed out last week, Dennis, it was actually John McCain who is a, a big engine with the Democrats. They were working on it together of trying to tear down the Tea Party, mainstream Republicans. Um, but, um, you know, it's a pretty good shot. I get it. Um, and then you got this huzzah for the red hen writes frequent correspondent Ryan from Houston. We already have a national show. Dear big freedom. This will this thistle be awesome. I say huzzah to the red hen for keeping out Sanders. I say huzzah to the baker that won't bake a gay wedding cake. I say huzzah to the coffee shop that kicked out a pro-lifer. I say huzzah to any private business that wants to discriminate in any way they choose. Let's stop shoving discrimination in the darkness and let it see the disinfection of sunlight. Open up a coffee shop that doesn't serve blacks, Republicans, or boys named Sue and make it known. Then when... It goes out of business, people will know it's not a good business plan. Or perhaps we'll thrive and we'll become calmer through chosen segregation. Either way, let your discrimination be known so you won't be butthurt when it happens. Wow, so the argument, let's take it to the extreme because it's going to go there anyway. Let's just get it done and then I'll wake up and realize, oh my God, we're all miserable and hate each other and this is no way to run a country. Some, you know what, Ryan, I don't know if you're serious. There are times I think, no, no, you've got to not tap the, you got to press the brakes down and stop this ugly trend. And times I think, you know what? All right. All right. Let's see how this goes. You think that's a good idea? You want to run your society that way? Let's let it rip and see where it takes us. Vladimir Putin is winning. Trying to see, sow the seeds of. Hatred and contempt and discontent amongst our peoples. Well, like I said. With uh, the willing participation of our peoples. Variety of polls and trend lines. It was happening before Trump and Putin. Uh, I don't know exactly what kicked this off. Some people point to uh, talk radio, Rush Limbaugh. I don't know. I don't know what sent us this direction, but it's been growing, growing in my adult lifetime. And uh, we're to a, a real crisis point now. Although I do think, like you said, it's going to go further. Yeah, but I totally get the appeal of you're trying to be civilized and they're punching your people in the face and you really, 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 rhetorically speaking, or booting people out of the restaurant, least speaking, you want to punch them in the face. I get that 100%. I would suggest you're better off staying on the high road. I mean, according to Jesus and Martin Luther King and, 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 and Gandhi and and many others. Um, who are like the greatest heroes of mankind in most cases. But I tell you what, uh, you get punched in the face a couple of times, you really want to punch somebody back. Uh, you know, witness the, uh, the, the violent left, the Marxist left in the Bay Area, California, 
attacking peaceful ralliers. They didn't like claiming that the ralliers or the speakers on a college campus were the real fascists, and they had to be beat down and have their heads smashed in the name of preventing fascism. You know, at some point, the right-leaning people said, oh, yeah, guess what? We know how to punch people in the face, too, and they did it. So, And you know what? I tell you what, and I hate to undermine my own point, but it was only then that the authorities in these courageous towns truly stepped in to protect people from getting their heads split open. So I saw some Democratic... Uh, Looking at you, Mayor San Jose, you contemptuous coward. Big D Democratic strategists talking about... Um, I'm not contemptuous, contemptible. I apologize. Uh, strategists talking about uh, Democrats are concerned that um, all this sort of stuff, Seth Rogen, Stephen Colbert, Saturday Night Live, Robert De Niro, all that sort of stuff is going to get Trump reelected. It's a lot of the and they're right. A lot of the strategists yeah. think that, that that's doing them way more harm than good. And there, there's no doubt that that's true. Well, you mentioned the 90 percent approval among Republicans. What we're talking about is why. That's why. Absolutely. I mean, the policies is a significant part. It's not a tiny part, but it's no, not all of it. Did anybody see the front page Sunday New York Times cover story where they're interviewing various Trump voters? Um, they started with a, a, a lawyer woman who is bothered by a lot of the stuff Trump does, but she's more bothered by Robert De Niro and Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. So she's going to vote for uh, vote for Trump. That that's that's going to be that's the response, and it's a much bigger response than kicking Sarah Sanders Huckabee Sanders out of a restaurant, right? Is going to be uh, Trump will be reelected on this stuff alone? Yeah, if yeah. nothing else, that's crazy where we're going. And and I honestly don't believe that it's going to end when Trump leaves his office, whether it's two years or six years. Yeah, this gal they interview, who's not a MAGA hat wearer or anything like that, says all nuance and all complexity, and these are complex issues. Are completely lost describing overblown reactions from the president's critics. Makes me angry at them, which causes me to want to defend him. Yeah, that's where we are. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Not letting up another volley of Trump tweets about immigration this morning and fake news and the permit patty controversy not going away. California woman allegedly calling the cops about an eight-year-old girl selling water. There you go. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Locklear was arrested again last night. We didn't. We didn't do it last week when she got arrested on something. She got arrested again last night. Whoa, it's a rough week. Melrose Place star Heather Locklear <coughs> fighting cops last night. Hammered. Anyway, what are you going to do? It's a Sunday night, right? Get drunk and fight the cops. Yeah, I am stunned by this information. The New York Times piece you referenced that. Trump's approval ratings among Republicans are now higher than any Republican president in recent decades at this point in his term, except for George W. Bush right after 9-11. Right. And that's that's a different situation. All right. This extraordinary. And, and they think quite correctly that a lot of it's the constant, way over-the-top attacks from the left. Part As the it. lady put it, uh, who I quoted earlier... It makes me angry at them, which causes me to want to defend them. I know. I feel that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, part of it is the Republican Party is shrinking also. The Republican Party is much smaller than it used to be. A lot of people that might not say they support Trump no longer call themselves Republicans. So that's 
part of how you get that number of 90%. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, meanwhile, President Trump is saying his administration has got the same immigration policies as the Obama White House. Trump tweeting this morning. What a difference in the media coverage of the same immigration policies between the Obama administration and ours. Actually, we've done a far better job in that our facilities are cleaner and better run than were the facilities under Obama. Fake news, working overtime, exclamation point. Trump going on to tweet, hiring many thousands of judges, going through a long and complicated legal process, not the way to go, will always be dysfunctional. People must simply be stopped at the border, told they cannot come into the U.S. illegally, children brought back to their country. If this is done, illegal immigration will be stopped in its tracks and at very little by comparison cost. This is the only real answer, and we must continue to build the wall all in caps. Very similar to what Trump was saying at the Nevada State GOP convention on Saturday. We have to have strong borders. We're going to have the wall. We're going to have the wall. We've already started it. We've already started it. You know, we've started it in San Diego. Kind of a tepid build the wall chant there. No, we're going to have the wall. And we started it. We have $1.6 billion dollars. We've started it, we're fixing it, and we're building new, and we're starting it. Meanwhile, you got protests taking place all along the U.S.-Mexico border aimed at ending family separations. Activists voicing their opposition to the Trump administration's policies. At one of the rallies, actor-director Rob Reiner. We're here today because the President of the United States is inhumane. I'm here today because the President of the United States created this crisis for one reason and one reason only racism wow <laughs> i thought he was gonna say politics to fire up the core wow rob i was kind of going with you there for a minute yeah. coming up some really interesting tape from uh fox news sunday in which chris wallace is talking to J johnson J johnson the uh, homeland security secretary under obama j-e-h about their policies of separating families and the kids in cages and the rest of it and what he suggests might be a solution to all this, I think you will find the tape uh, instructive slash amusing. Okay, I haven't seen that. All right, Jack, you were also asking, what about North Korea? Well, the Trump administration is giving North Korea a timeline to enact agreements that were made during the summit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un, a White House official says the timeline will help the administration gauge how committed the North Koreans really are. So they're getting a timeline. Here, you need to check off these boxes. I feel like I need to throw this in while we're talking North Korean immigration. Here's a couple of things I got coming up. The largest domestic study of sexual desire ever conducted in what people think about sex. Oh, yeah. Turns out Americans crave group sex way more than you thought. And secondly... How'd you know what I thought? And secondly, most Americans are still unwilling to let a robot into their home. In another survey. And I'll be tying those two stories together in a follow-up segment. (laughs) Not not a sex robot orgy. I don't want to hear about that. Plus, you got to give us more of how stores try to fool fool Mm. us. I was enjoying that. San Francisco woman under fire for appearing to call the police on a young black girl selling water near AT&T Park. A video posted on Instagram early Saturday morning shows the girl's mother confronting Allison Edel, who appears to be on the phone on hold. This woman don't want to let a little girl sell some water. She calling the police on an eight-year-old little girl. You can hide all you want, 
the whole world gonna see you, boo. Yeah, and um, illegally selling water without a permit? Yeah. On my property. It's not your property. That video's been seen millions of times. I'm, I've already seen it like five times this morning on the, the major network yeah. morning shows. This is why I have a heart full of hate. Why, why did that lady call the police on the little girl selling the water? Does yeah. the fact that the woman who called the police is involved in the medicinal marijuana industry change your opinion of the story? Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? Uh, she was. Should it? I, I don't. It seems weird, right? Like she was just recently in an industry that was the regulations was something something, right? Like she's um, now legal something. What, I don't know. What, was the lady on? Uh, was the kid on the the gal who called the cops? Property. Or was she actually on She's her outside own their apartment building? What the hell do you care if some kid is selling bottles like, of water on the wrong, street? What is wrong with you? You, you, got a, you got no permit. We need to make sure it's permit. What is the matter with you? This is a very new, exciting subgenre of viral videos, right? You had the oh. Starbucks thing. You had the barbecue in, in Oakland as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is very... People like making this a racial thing because well, it's right, a white yeah. woman calling on yes. a black girl selling water. But, uh, yeah, look at the videos on Good Morning America now and that was up there on the CBS Early Show. And I like the way this uh, permit patty, as she's been uh, she's been dubbed, she squats down behind this wall yes. to try to hide. Yes. <laughs> but the woman walks over with her cell phone video and puts it right in her face. She can't hide. And that's everywhere in America. But why would you freaking call the police because some kid's selling water on the street? She's setting up a clandestine water sale stand right outside my apartment building. Well, well, Alice, whatever. Allison had a woman who made the call, defended her actions on the Today Show this morning. I tried to be polite, but I was stern. And and I said, please, I'm, I'm trying to work. You're screaming. You're yelling. And people have open windows. It's a hot day. Can you please keep it down? Yeah, little girl's mother, Erin Austin, shared her side of the story with the Today Show. She never asked us to be quiet. She just came out and directly demanded to see a permit to sell water from an eight-year-old. Were they yelling, get your water here? Well, yeah, apparently they she, were. Yeah. There's no denial of yeah, that. Yeah, she was saying, cold water, cold water. Get your ice cold water yeah. here. Who hey, needs the water? Cold. You look thirsty, yes. sir. Hey, ma'am, you look a little dry. Yes. Two molecules of hydrogen, I'll throw one <laughs> in of oxygen at no extra cost. Come again. H2O, right here. Cold H2O. So anyway, that story's blown up, as you mentioned. Yeah. That's wrapped at your news. Why is it getting so much attention? The white versus the black. racial aspect of it. Adult versus kid. It's it's the things happen in bunches, right? It's the start about the barbecue yeah. Becky, same thing. It's it's barbecue Becky. That was using charcoal in a no charcoal zone. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. If we start ignoring our nation's charcoal zones, Sean, where do you think it ends? <laughs> and just kind of this new yeah. realization that there seems to be a lot of white women that call the police like they're talking to the manager of a store. <laughs> like the cops are not your customer service representative. Yeah, that's, that's, like they're there, there, there to stop that. crimes and keep people safe. Did, did she actually call 911 for this? She said, no, I was just I was just faking it. I really I that's, really didn't make the call. That's an well, abuse of 911. Yeah. Save it for real crimes. We have a really interesting note from a cop about this sort of thing. Okay. Talking about, hey, y'all, including bitching at cops shutting down lemonade stands. He says, don't bitch at the cops. Yell it about the law. Change the law. Stop handing us these laws that we're supposed to defend and enforce, and if they tell us to go do it, we got to do it. Yell about the laws. Hmm. Although I would suggest, you know, and uh, we can we can get back to this discussion perhaps at another time. But I'd also suggest that there's always you know investigatory and prosecutorial discretion involved because there are too many laws, and uh, you know. Uh, 
the idea of enforcing every law at every minute is completely unworkable. Hot so I day! Think Who needs the water? <laughs> both sides need to let's all cool down here and have a nice bottle of water right here. Just a dollar a bottle. Cold water, zero calories. There you go. That's a wrap at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Man, boy. From a glacier or Fiji or something, it's all out of a hose. Who are we kidding? <laughs> Come and get it. Yeah, so when do you want the sex survey? Yeah, sooner rather than later. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about it in the next moment or two, figure out what we're going to do. I also have Jeff Johnson. I do want to hear that. All right. With Chris Wallace and Fox. Huh? Yeah. You're Asking telling, the hard questions. You're telling Obama was putting kids in cages and making them cry? I don't believe it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Any of these John Oliver clips something you really like, Sean? Um, yeah, this one, uh, this is actually from last last week tonight. This is a, uh, well, it's it's Kathy Lee and Hoda. They seem to have this, uh, this interesting quirk. Timing is everything. By the way, it's National Cooking Day. We're talking about Tyra Banks, Tyler Posey, Rachel Fong, Simone Biles, Simon Pegg, Gal Gadot, Gino Venta, Gisando, Joe Manganiello, Ginger Edman, Jordan and Kyle take the aisle. Come on down. Isn't that awesome? Ready Player One blockers get out. Guys tell all. Girl, wash your face. Her face. Oh. And the other one on, on the, the other, other hand. hand. And it fits. Miracle. 80 pounds. Chilling with my snowmies. One pot pork with pickled peppers. Barbara, the music, the, the memories, the magic. Hungry. Hangry. <sighs> <sighs> oh. How do we do it day after day? Wow. What the hell? <laughs> so did John Oliver have a punchline for that? or No, they, because it's on HBO, they don't have commercials. They use kind of quirky little montages of trends oh, gotcha. they notice in the news as their transitions. But, uh, yeah, I've never understood who the crowd is for the Kathy Lee Hoda show, but most of you have probably never heard of it because you have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and or standards. <laughs> I uh, gave my kids haircuts yesterday. Oh, how'd that go? Because I had poorly. Because I had uh, promised them they wanted mohawks at some point during oh, the school year. Right. They said they wanted mohawks, and I said if you if you if you wait till the end of the school year, I'll give, let you get a mohawk. But the barber won't give a full on mohawk. They'll do faux hawks, but they won't do full on mohawks. At least the kids barber we go to. Wow, it's like a regulation thing. Anyway, some sort of fascist. I don't know. Uh, which is fine, but um, An anti uh, anti Indian bias. Easier to, to do it at home anyway. But so I got out my clippers and we went out to the uh, the barn because I didn't mind getting hair out there and and uh, I did my best. I mean, it looks okay. Yeah, it's not great, but okay. Do you have the right product? I can recommend some product. Yeah, they have. They they're into gel in their hair. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. They look little little crazy people. <laughs> Little, little like members little crazy of people. rancid circa 1993. I felt like I, I ran, we, we had a couple of errands to run, and I felt like I had to explain to other adults why their hair looked like that, because they <sighs> look like crazy people. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so coming up after the news, Jeff Johnson asked about the Obama administration mm. uh, policy of putting people in cages, including children, etc. Uh, plus the dividing uh, families. Stay with us. What's the number one sexual fantasy, according to this guy who did a very long, uh, thorough study? 4,000 participants, ages 18 to 87. That's a broad swath of ages right there. Including all sexual and gender identities and representing all 50 states. Um, I, you know, it's about your biggest sexual fantasies of all time. What is the number one most common sexual fantasy uh, among, among men and women? Among fellers, I'd imagine it's uh, more than one woman in bed. I've gotten that idea. You know, I'm among a, women, probably a pirate. I'm in the only five percent of that because I have never fantasized about that. So you're a weirdo. Oh, apparently five percent. Five percent of weirdo men territory. Said they never have, and thirteen percent of women never have. But the vast majority have. Oh wow! Yeah, only thirteen percent of women group, never have. Group sex of some sort is by far the number one fantasy that um, humans have, according to this guy. Yes. And he gets, yeah. Well, I you know I don't. I don't want to live in London, but I'd like to. You know, I might want to live in London. Let's use a different. I don't necessarily want to live in Maui on Maui, but I'd like to go there. You know, um, and see what it's like. Part of this guy's point is if if practically everybody has the same fantasy, why is it considered so strange and taboo and like nobody will talk about it out loud? If practically everybody you know thinks the same thing, yeah. Uh, 89% overall reported fantasizing about threesomes, 74% about orgies, oh boy, and 60% about something else that's disgusting that I'm not even going to say. There is going to be such a long and extensive interview process, medical testing, etc., before it gets beyond like three people. There's websites that do that for you. I guarantee you I have no interest in being involved in an orgy. Oh, Part of the screening process would be, listen, if if some some of us are going to wear socks, (laughs) that's my screening process. (laughs) I don't need, yeah, 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 no. No, I I, I even got invited once. How how fabulous. This, this, this chick said to me, um, I remember smoking cigarettes by the dumpster out behind the bar. That's where you get invited to an orgy. Wow, that's nice. Smoking cigarettes next to the dumpster behind the bar. So if you think in those terms, grab a pack and, and head out back and see what happens. She says to me, and I'll always remember this quote, we do things you haven't even read about in books. <laughs> I took a pass, though, I, and I just thought, this Coward. is You don't coward. know what I read. Not where I'm going. What? That lady in the <laughs> yeah, convenience yeah. store in Long Island invites you to stay at her place. You turn her down. Yeah, I, I, I passed on that. But uh, so there you go. So part of his question is then, so if 89% fantasize about you know something in that genre, well, 89% about threesomes, why is it considered so strange or weird or something that you would like be afraid to bring up to people? I don't know. Society. Well, culture, I don't think we ought to be talking know. about uh, sexual relations a lot, anyway. Probably. Back to the uh, ongoing theme of this morning's show. Whatever happened to civilization? I mean, the the Fifty Shades of Grey showed a lot more women are interested in at least thinking about bondage stuff, right? Apparently, sure. Than you would have thought. He uses an example of cake sitting. I don't know what cake sitting is. Oh, it's ruining a perfectly good cake. That's what it is. I'll show you some videos. Oh. Get off my cake. I'll have the pudding instead. You ruined it. Uh, I'll pass. How can you have a pudding if you don't eat your meat? But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Now, for men, it's like overwhelmingly high, but it's still a majority of women 
that uh, said, yes, that's a fantasy for them. So there you go. Cake sitting? Look at it. <laughs> no, not, the group sex. Right. Look at everybody with a different view of them now. Right. Everybody you see today is into group sex. What about uh, pie grinding? <laughs> so, uh, a lot of controversy been over. What did the Obama administration do or not do around this kids in cages issue? Are we going to get some of that? Yeah, yeah. Mail that down. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.